Are you careful of what you post on the internet? Do you wait to tag your location until after you leave? Do you make sure to black out identifying details about yourself and your children if you have them? Those are very simple things you can do to protect your privacy and assist in your safety when engaging on social media. Welcome to Most Fashionable Crime, a fashion-related true crime podcast hosted by me, Taryn. In this episode, I'm going to tell you the details about the night Kim Kardashian West was robbed in Paris. We are going to Paris Fashion Week 2016. This year's Paris Fashion Week just so happens to start today if you're listening on the release date of this episode. If you're not familiar with Fashion Week, it is when designers present their new collections, typically in the runway fashion show format. The fashion capitals of the world are considered the big four, and they are New York City, London, Milan, and Paris. They also present in that order. East City has semi-annual fashion weeks where February focuses on the fall fashion and September focuses on spring fashion. The focus of the story is someone either people keep up with or ignore. No matter which side you fall on, you are definitely going to hear or read her name somewhere. Unlike the previous two episodes, this episode focuses on the victim and not the thief. I honestly did not know much about this robbery prior to researching this episode because I have her and her family muted across my social media platforms. If you're unfamiliar with Kim Kardashian West, she first gained her first bit of attention as the friend, stylist, and closet organizer of Paris Hilton. Very humble beginnings. While she didn't come from a super famous and wealthy family like Paris, her family had some money and some fame due to her father being a friend and lawyer of O.J. Simpson and her stepfather being Caitlyn Jenner, who was a 1976 decathlon Olympian. She gained celebrity status in 2007 after a sex tape recorded in 2002 with her then-boyfriend singer Ray J, who is the little brother of the singer Brandy, was released. After Kris Jenner... Kim's mother presented the idea of a reality TV show centered around her family in 2006. Ryan Seacrest, the hardest working white man in America, presented the idea to the E-Television Network. And of course, they decided to pick up the show. Kim's sister, Courtney, actually has starred in the E-Reality TV show about rich celebrity offspring in 2005 called Filthy Rich Cattle Drive, which appears to have been a show similar to that of The Simple Life ultimately what led to catapulting the blended Kardashian-Jenner family into fame was the sets tape. What solidified Kim's place as an A-lister was her third marriage to rapper, producer, and fashion designer Kanye West in 2014. I don't like contributing someone's success to their significant other because obviously Kim is a successful businesswoman, but this union made her a permanent A-lister, especially because Anna Winter, the editor-in-chief of Vogue, placed her and Kanye on the cover of the April 2014 issue of U.S. Vogue. With the Vogue cover, you are for sure to be invited to the front row, which leads us to Paris Fashion Week 2016. There are a lot of conspiracies surrounding this case, but we will get to that later. There is not a lot of public information about this case, and it is still ongoing and is also foreign, but I will start at the beginning. On September 28, 2016, Kim Kardashian West arrived in Paris, France by way of private jet with her assistant, Stephanie Shepard, and her bodyguard, Pascal Devere. She was met at the plane by photographers. A lot of celebrities do notify the paparazzi of their location to get photographed, which is somewhat of an even exchange. 
Celebrities use the snap photos as a form of currency to keep themselves relevant while the photographers make a lot of money off of those pictures. A lot of paparazzi are able to keep track of celebrities due to their highly publicized schedules. Kim was also followed to her hotel by the paparazzi. Let's get into this hotel, which really isn't a hotel. The name of this residence is Hotel de Portales, and it is a Hotel Particulier, which is a huge townhouse or a mansion. And this one is operated as a luxurious apartment hotel, according to Wikipedia. It is also known as the No Address Hotel, but it does have an address. The residence is only available to a chosen group of A-listers, and it is very private. Notable guests include Kanye West, who is Kim's husband, who also kept a semi-permanent residence there, Beyonce and Jay-Z, who made it their home base during the European leg of the 2012 Watch the Throne tour, Prince, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Jennifer Lawrence. To book, it requires a minimum stay of one week. You can only access the booking site with a passcode. According to Vanity Fair, Kim was staying in the $16,800 a night Sky penthouse. But don't worry, because rooms start at a measly $1,120. A French blogger mentions that the residence is not visible from the street and can only be entered through a private entrance via car garage or courtyard. On October 2nd, Kim attended the Givenchy Fashion Show as well as the Balenciaga Runway Fashion Show and later went on to attend a private dinner at the Elias showroom with her sister, Courtney. Around midnight or 1 a.m., they returned to the No Address Hotel. Courtney and Stephanie, Kim's sister and Kim's assistant, changed clothes and went out to a Parisian nightclub. They only traveled with a single bodyguard at the time, and since Kim stayed in to work, Pascal, the bodyguard, went out with Courtney and one of their younger sisters, model Kendall Jenner. I read somewhere that Kim doesn't really drink or party, so it made sense why she didn't go out with her sisters and friends that night. You may be wondering where Kanye was, but he was not there. He flew to Paris earlier to style her, but left to go back to New York City for his tour and to reunite with their two kids. What should have been a relaxing evening for the woman famous for being famous was not so. This is because she was robbed by five men. If you are like me, you would think the hotel would have top-notch security, especially at the price per night and the focus on housing A-listers. Well, no. A former guest is stated as saying security at that time only went as far as a receptionist and a nightman. There were no CCTV cameras or video surveillance cameras to provide the celebrities with privacy. However, according to a source in an article by People magazine, the code to the entrance door was known by many people because it had not been changed in six years. That night, there was a fashion week party being held at the hotel hosted by a Brazilian beer company. Apparently, the receptionist took a last approach when allowing people in, buzzing you in if you responded to the question, are you here for the party? With yes. There also weren't any bodyguards inside or outside the hotel. CCTV cameras caught three men riding in the direction of the hotel on bikes at 2.18 a.m. and then three other men walking minutes apart in the same direction. At 2.56 a.m., Kim made a call to her bodyguard and to the Paris police, but got no answer after she heard footsteps and other noise outside her door and asking who's there to no answer. She initially thought it was her sister and assistant coming back from the party making noise, but quickly realized that that was not the case. Two men dressed in police uniforms burst into the room and one pulled her out of the bed. The robbers took away her phone, 
They had the night receptionist with them, who they made unlock the door with a key with a gun pointed at his head. The door did not have a bolt and only a single lock. The night receptionist tried to calm Kim down, who was rightfully panicked, scared, and concerned about her life. He was trying to act as a translator and negotiator for Kim and the robbers while being a hostage himself. Kim was also worried she was going to be sexually assaulted because she was only wearing a robe at the time. They dragged her to the top of the stairs in the hallway and demanded money, but she only had 1,000 euros. The robbers then brought her back into the room and pushed her onto the bed and tied her up with zip ties and put duct tape over her mouth and legs. Kim's longtime friend and stylist, Simone Harouche, was actually downstairs in another room and heard noises, and she contacted Pascal, the bodyguard, after locking herself in a bathroom. According to Kim, they kept saying, the ring, the ring, and she realized they were referring to the 20 carat $4.5 million Lorraine Schwartz diamond ring Kanye West had gifted to her before the trip. The ring was flaunted on Kim's Instagram that week, and she also debuted on the red carpet at the VMAs. She also showed off other jewelry on her Instagram around this time. The robbers made off with the ring as well as the jewelry box containing 12 other items. The total value of the jewelry within the jewelry box amounted to $5.6 million, coming to a total of about $11 million worth of jewelry stolen. The other stolen items included a gold Rolex, Lorraine Schwartz diamond earrings, two Cartier bracelets, and a diamond and gold Jacob necklace. Before leaving, the robbers picked her up and placed her in the bathtub. The thieves wanted to raid other apartments, but they saw Kim's bodyguard was calling and knew that he would be back since she would not be able to answer the phone because they stole it. After 49 minutes, they left on their bikes and on foot. The stolen jewels in a bag hanging from the handlebars of one of the bikes. The only item recovered was a diamond-encrusted cross that one of the thieves dropped while leaving on a bike. Kim apparently was able to release herself from the ties by wriggling her hands free and then she screamed for help from the balcony. There's not a ton of information on the people that committed this robbery. French police detained 17 people on January 9th the following year in connection to the robbery. Later the same year, 16 people were arrested for allegedly being involved. Four years after the robbery took place, French prosecutors were revealed to be seeking trial for 12 of the suspects. As of 2021, the suspects are awaiting trial. Because the thieves that entered the apartment were or close to senior age, they were referred to as the grandpa robbers. These men were in their 50s and 60s, and one of them, a man named Eunice Abbas, who is currently 67 years old, published a book titled I Robbed Kim Kardashian. So he's just really putting that all out there. Eunice refers to himself as a part-time crook and had been in and out of jail for 21 years prior to this robbery, which apparently he committed after being crime-free for nine years. While they are known as the grandpa robbers, authorities believe that there was a wider age range and perhaps the five that entered the apartment were the older ones. However, the age range of the suspects is 27 to 72 years old and three of the suspects are women. It is believed by authorities that a man named Omar was the mastermind and they also believe it was the combination of, of it being inside tracking, so an inside job, as well as tracking him through her social media. Apparently the night of the robbery, she posted on Snapchat saying she was alone or that her sisters had left to go to the party. So the thieves figured the bodyguard had left as well. As I mentioned, there is not a lot of information about the actual robbers. Around this time in Paris, homejacking was a pretty big thing where people would go out and rob rich and famous people in their homes. It is thought that some of the suspects disguised themselves as paparazzi in order to keep track of Kim. Once the robbery made news, many people took to social media with conspiracy theories. 
A lot of people did not believe that this was a true robbery due to the bulk of Kim's wealth and fame coming from pulling stunts for attention. Some people thought it was to boost their show's rating due to the viewership being down. Other people thought it was for insurance fraud. People also took note of how she had the phone she said was stolen and no marks on her arms from where she said she was tied. Personally, I do believe she was robbed because that would just be a whole new low for someone to lie about that. Following the robbery, Kim took a social media hiatus and didn't make public appearances until January the following year. It is estimated that Kim makes a million dollars a month by posting on Instagram and probably a lot more from the public appearances. When she came back to social media, it looked as if Kim was going through her emo phase and rightfully so. Gone were the jewelry and high-end designer clothes. She was posed with her husband and two kids, bare-faced, wearing a white oversized t-shirt and white biker shorts with nude lace-up high-heeled ankle booties. I don't think this is necessarily a blame and shame type of situation. At this time in 2016 on social media, a lot of people were oversharing their whereabouts and their possessions, and a lot of people still are. We've also seen fairly recently where a rapper was murdered because someone caught a glimpse of the address that he was currently living at because he got a package sent to that address and a picture of the package ended up on his Instagram story. I feel like she knew that she was famous, but I don't think she realized the level of security that she actually required as a celebrity. So I feel like this kind of gave her a bit of a wake up call and just to do more in order to protect herself, her friends and her family. I think it's somewhat of a lesson that no matter what you think, people do take note of what you post on social media and you don't have to be a celebrity for that to happen. They might not act on what they notice in a malicious way, but please make sure to not make your life so easy to track. Thank you for listening to Most Fashionable Crime. To keep up with the podcast, make sure to visit www.mostfashionablecrime.com to sign up for the newsletter. Head over to the YouTube channel and watch and like the videos and don't forget to subscribe. Follow on social media at Most Fashionable on Twitter and Most Fashionable Crime on Instagram and Facebook. You can also join discussion groups on Facebook and Reddit. If you enjoyed the podcast and are listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave a five-star rating. Come back next Monday to hear about a different fee. In case you were wondering, this podcast was written, produced, and edited by me, Taryn. All music you hear is provided by Epidemic Sound.